This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. Friday the 1st of uh, February. Well, this has been a long time coming. I think I've talked with you since before Christmas, Max. Max Christopherson, welcome back to Free FM. Hello, mate. Yeah, hey, good morning. Yeah, I think it was. It was prior to Christmas. So it's it's been a good break. We've been able to see a bit of the world and uh, see what's been going on out there. So delighted to be back on Free FM and uh, look forward to, to rousing up people with hopefully some some thoughts and observations on, on Hamilton Life and elsewhere. Yes, and I'm hoping the sun will come up. That's about as uh, predictable, isn't it? It's uh, it's, it's going to be great. I've been, tell you, I've been reading your columns with great interest over the, uh, you know, because you're back into writing your columns for the Waikato Times as, as well. Yep. Um, I saw you, you came out with your opinions on the mayoralty um, candidate so far, and then there was another one, about a beautiful one about Whangamata. I thought that was really cool. That's, it's a place that's very dear to your heart, isn't it, Whangamata? Yeah, it is. It, uh, I've spent uh, quite a bit of time there over the past six months or so. I've been privileged to have a, a house sit with two furry friends, two cats I have to take care of. But the thing that I, I notice most of all over there, I think, is the there's been some good managed development of a small town, but mm. they are hitting a crossroads now where they need to pull back and make sure they don't turn into Mount Monganui. Yeah, uh, yeah, This yeah, place yeah. has been destroyed. They've industrialised the mountain. It's a very difficult place to get around now. So I hope TCDC uh, look back on what they've done to Williamson Park, which is what the column was about, and think, look, we, we took too many steps there. We need to back up and actually not do those things when people donate property and it turns into something that was never part of the original gift. And yeah. that's what the column was about. The thing is, when, when people donate property, it's right for the time. Okay, so say I, I wanted to donate a large piece of land I have and turn it into a park, etc. But don't things change, though? Don't, don't you know, I mean, if you, you can't keep it in perpetuity, surely. Well, that was the argument I put in the column, was that when I grew up along the tar during the summers there, it was it really was the sanctuary. And mm. the thing that I come back to is, is that it was given with a very specific intent of there being no commercial activity. Yeah. And over the, year, <coughs> over the years, it's just been a, a subtle creep, or not so subtle creep, as concerts and restaurants and other things have been added to that particular part of Wangamata. And what I'm saying is I think you need to look at what the original idea was behind the gifting of the land. And if you are going to make changes, then you need to go back to the family and ask them if this is what is going to be in keeping with modern changes. They didn't do that. And uh, in the end, what's happened is that the council has just taken ownership of it and done what the hell they wanted with it. And I don't agree with that. I think there are other uh, alternative ways of putting concerts on and other commercial activities. That place, in my view, should have remained as a sanctuary with very little done to it and just let it grow wild. Essentially, I was going to use the phrase, it should have been Wangamata's Central Park. Mm. But, of course, Central Park is commercial as hell. But that's the point, is try to maintain something and not turn every piece of land into a car park or some place where people can oh, yeah. stage concerts. Oh, yeah. Just leave it the hell alone let it be. and go and do <laughs> yeah. that other work elsewhere. Yeah, no, I t- and it is a shame because, you know, as, uh, as a councillor now, you look at cities and towns and, and organisations differently, and I, I thought they're doing a lot right over there. Uh, I, I agree. I think they are. You know, the, the rubbish collection, for example, they increased rubbish collection over, su- over summer, uh, most sensibly, and I thought that was pretty cool. It was actually pretty cool, but there's still a bit lying around, isn't there? Well, funny you raise this rubbish issue, because it's one of the things I started to become quite aware of while I was there, and what it started with was cigarette butts. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, I was standing next to the Surf Lifesaving Club and gazing out to sea, thinking of what I was like when I was 19 years old <laughs> and uh, yeah, pond- yeah. pondering my surfing days. I can hear Baywatch. And, uh, I can hear Baywatch. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I confess I did say, run, Jasmine, run quite often. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, as I looked down on the ground, I couldn't get over the number of cigarette butts that were thrown at the rubbish bins and not in them. Right, And then there were all sorts of bits and pieces that were left behind. There were umbrellas that had been turned inside out by the strong wind that had just been left on the beach. Uh, oh. Surfboards, that uh, little foam boards that had taken some hammering and they were just left there. Yeah. And so for me, one of the things that kept coming out was this English family that had caused all sorts oh. of havoc, I think, on Takapuna Beach. The unruly tourists. The, oh, the unruly right. tourists, the unruly uh, Brits from Liverpool. Yeah. Damn it, what I'd give to get to bloody Liverpool and go to Anfield. <laughs> However, that's not what we're on about is football. But look, what came out of it was they thought, look, they got absolutely hammered, rightly, for some of their behaviour and conduct. But by God, I can point out some Kiwis that are doing exactly yeah. the same thing yeah. at Wong Matara and other coastal resorts. Oh, yeah, no, I, I totally hear you. I totally, it's interesting. Um, um, I want to get back to the unruly tourist thing in just a wee second, if we could. But um, you'll be delighted to hear. And, I, and I've got a feeling it, it may be generally generational my son max is uh is 10 and um two stories one of them was in Whangamataa actually um but the first one was at Pirate Stadium then that was had been the uh, I think it was the Colgate Games or something and all the all the car parking was all over the park over the the park and that was that was okay you know but when we went down we were throwing a chicken and frisbee round later on he his his mum and myself and uh, and there was sort of an object over in way 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 over there and we went over to see what it was and someone had just left a big bag of rubbish there and Max was absolutely horrified, and we had to take it home. We just had to take it home. There's nothing we could do. There was he was like, no, we must take this home. We must do the right thing. And it was just inherent in him that rubbish is just not left anywhere. And then the second time we were driving, we were leaving Fungwata, and my back, I opened the back window of the car, and a plastic bag, a tiny little plastic bag, a little lolly-sized plastic bag, blew out the window. Wow, we had to stop, go around, pick it up, put it back in, and pick up some other other rubbish at the same time. On the way, yeah, oh, and, and, and it was it was not like it was a nana type thing to do; it was just inherent in them. So I have great hope, actually, Max, that that generation is gonna you know is gonna stick with it. Well, it's a hell of an uplifting story, to be honest, because the thing that I, I kept coming back to was when I was working with Coastal News along Matar, uh, I did a story, uh, and this was about September, August, September. And uh, it was about the trucks that drove around the uh, coastal areas in the Coromandel, and they pick up rubbish every week. Yeah. And what they told me was that these guys are picking up a full load of a truck every week of yeah. rubbish. In fact, there's probably more than that because they're actually driving more than once a day. Yeah. Now, the thing that was coming out of it was uh, picking up dirty nappies, uh, um, broken road signs, um, yeah. glass, and all sorts of things that were thrown out of moving cars. Yeah. Now, here's the point. This wasn't tourist season. This mm. was about 5Ks out from Wangamata, mm. and this truck was laden with crap thrown out of car windows. Yeah. And you have to say, it was the locals doing it. Yeah, it scares What you, is it? so hard about taking it? I'll finish this one off too in a second. What's so hard about going to the right rubbish bin? Which yeah. reminds me, underneath the trees, I went to say goodbye to the trees down at Wangamata, and if you read my column about it, you'll understand what those trees mean to me down mm. there. Mm. And I noticed that there are two rubbish bins, one for recycling and one for general waste. And I just caught the top of a Coke bottle in the general waste. And I thought, 
you couldn't even put it in the right recycling bin, which is less than eight <laughs> centimetres away from the bloody rubbish bin. Yep. So what did I do? I did what your son did. Yes, John Max and me were alike. Good I on took you, mate. out the plastic recycling and put it in the right bloody bin. Yeah, good. But the thing that I come down to is, if you drive over the Kaimais on the way here to, to Mount Monganui, take a look on the side of the road. You'll see all the plastic bottles and other bits and pieces that have been discarded. And I'm sure around Hamilton and elsewhere it's the same. We've got a real rubbish attitude problem, and I'm so delighted to hear that your son is not part of it. Yeah, I, yeah, and it is a tough one. And look, you know, having having worked with council and worked through that the whole new rubbish and recycling thing, uh, a part of the vision is to make sure that you know we we do, or the people want to do the right thing, or they want to do what's right, and uh, and we just foster that. And 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 I've been amazed. I mean, I have been perhaps poly and a positive about it, but people by 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 and large want to do it right, and they they are appalled when they see rubbish go out of a car. People star triple five people when someone throws something out of a window. Now you never Good. would have seen that twenty years ago. So you know, yes, I agree, but I just think it screams more loudly at us. Plus, you know what? It could have been that flipping wind that blew all that stuff everywhere as well. Yeah, that's true too. I guess in the end, you know, as I said, it kind of started with these cigarette butts <coughs> being thrown everywhere. And uh, then this, the unruly Brit tourists, yeah. uh, you know, came into the media and I thought, man, take a look at our own backyard. I yeah. mean, if you, again, yeah. if you drive around the Wangwata Hills on the way to the beach, you, I stopped off because I, I confess publicly, I quite enjoy feeding the chickens that actually live up in the hills. Oh, there. So I, yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. I, I stop off at one of the, um, uh, you know, where you have a, a view out over the hills. Yeah, the basic, yeah. And uh, I, I take some, buy some bread and give the chickens some bread for their breakfast and uh, keep them going. But as I, I stopped there, I looked out over this little area where there are trees, uh, sorry, little tables here to sit and look out over the hills. I looked down the hills and what did I see? Broken televisions. Yeah. People were taking broken televisions from the middle of the hills between Ferry Tower and Wangwata yeah. to chuck their TV over the over the hill. Crazy, yeah. I'll tell you why. It's just on the unruly tourist things, and, and we better wrap it up, actually, is is that uh, just as, and there's a parallel here, mate, there's a parallel. Uh, remember the Grace Mullane case and uh, yeah. and how we were we were outraged and grief, rah, 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 and yet in our own backyard it was going on without the publicity. The same thing's happened here, isn't it? The unruly tourists, I mean, boy, there was, I've never seen such a sharpening of digital pitchforks as I have when the, you know, when the uh, unruly tourists were here. It was a witch hunt, yep, and it, yes, they were unpleasant, but by crikey, didn't we get sanctimonious? And as you say, and yet our neighbours may be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. You know, what is it about us? I think it actually showed, you know, what came out of it perhaps is the moral of the story. It showed the ugly side of two nationalities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we, you're right, we were, you're right. Yeah. We were just as guilty, I think. And yes. when the media piled into it, I thought, you know, I'm not sure who's coming out of this with the moral high ground because they're not yeah. looking at flash at the moment. I felt distinctly uncomfortable, but that's a, a story for another day, mate. Great to hear your voice. Right. Good to catch up. And um, next Friday, I'm on again. So if you could just put a wee note in your diary, I'd love to love to catch up with you. We'll do. Chance. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Alright, thanks. Bye-bye. For more episodes of this Community Access Radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.